So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance MK. I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss H and I will be discussing season six, episode eight of Happily Ever After. In this episode, Angela gets hypnotized to stop smoking, Brandon and Julia get closer to moving out, Kalani and Nisuelu talk a lot about sex toys, Libby tries to make amends with Becky, Tiffany makes plans for a South African Christmas trip, and Natalie is all done talking to Trish. We'll be back again next week to talk about episode nine. And if you like what you hear, next week our Love After Lockup channel will be coming back talking about the first episode of season four on there. Okay, thanks for listening, stay safe, and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. How are you doing right now? Tired? Oh, I'm so busy. I, I this is, is, I am working, like we said this last time, we were doing it 17 straight days working. Now it's 18 straight days because I got another job for the Friday we have oh, off. Lovely. So, mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's just, and you know, long days, long time, and I'm ready to just pound through this. And <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this is really crazy because we literally just watched the show. And we're recording on a Sunday night, but it probably won't be ready till Monday night because that's the next time we'll get a chance to actually edit. Yeah, for real. For real. We're just, oh, so much going on with us. But lots of stuff going on in the show, too. Yeah. What do you have going on? Let's let's start with uh, Angela, actually. Let's start with uh, Sexy Meemaw. Okay. Sexy Meemaw is down 40 pounds after her surgery, which was five weeks ago. And she's helping the grandbabies with their distance education before zooming in uh, with Dr. Kashani. He says she should, you know, continue her diet and exercise, which Angela readily admits to not doing at all. Oh, God. Since she's out of energy after dealing with the kids all day. They also call her out on still smoking. Well, she says half a pack a day this time. Um, Dr. Kashani says this will cause an ulcer that will have some extreme complications. She blames Michael and the stress for, from his silent treatment for the reason she smokes so much. They suggest that maybe instead she try some edibles. And Angela, I don't know, seems like pretends that she doesn't know what edibles are. She was like, you need edible panties or condoms? Anyway, so then to stop smoking, Angela goes a bit to get some hypnosis. The hypnotist thinks she can help with her smoking and her anxiety. So she goes out to smoke one last cigarette. And leaves, and of course, doesn't even throw the butt in the trash can. She just throws it in the parking lot. Oh, and we see a quick, and then we see a kind of the quick cut of the um, of this hypnotist session. And Angela runs, talks about how relaxed she was and everything like that. But she also worries how now that she's so relaxed and so ready to go, that the stress around Michael is going to ruin everything. Mm. All right. So going into this one, I mean. Is it really the stress of Michael that you think is having that as a big impact as she claims? No, she just wants to blame everything on him, you know? And I <laughs> I believe that it is a stressor and it's something to focus on, but I don't think that that's the reason why. Um, you know, she gets really caught up in semantics. Like she said, uh-huh. I'll try my best to stop. It's like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's not what anybody asked you to do. Yeah, I don't think she had an intention ever to stop, really. No. I mean, she had the she best didn't. intention to, but she has no willpower. So she's kind of okay with just like, eh, it is what it is. I yeah, mean, going, I tried. Yeah. yeah, going back to no willpower, like not keeping up with her diet and exercise. And it's only when you threaten her with really, really bad things that she even considers it. But even still, and I mean, you see this a lot in younger people, like... Right. Playing your odds. Well, that only happens in 75% of the cases. It's not guaranteed. I'll just play my odds. Totally seems to have that young person, mm-hmm. I'm indestructible thing. Whatever. That happens to other people. Right. That's not going to happen to me. I'm not going to get an ulcer. And then when she got the abscess, which is kind of funny because uh, that kind of puts us timeline wise. Because remember, she had the tell all for whatever right. last season she was on. And she was wearing the same kind of kind of looks like one of those. Um, like genie masks, you know, it's only like it's not tight yeah, to your face. It's, it's not quite 
but it's also it's not quite yeah it's not quite a face mask but it's mm. not quite like the gator either it's no. just like a weird like she's robbing a bank or something with a yeah. smiley face on it it's weird yeah but yeah so she's wearing that and now that she has an abscess now she has to quit smoking it's like well, what about all the other stuff from before right and she always says that oh i've i've tried i've tried i've tried so many times and i've never like have you yeah, yeah like what did you do to try besides I out saying i tried i mean at least this time at least the hypnotist she's trying something and i gotta say i want to see read some of the um scientific research that this hypnotist has that says it has a 93 percent uh success rate too yeah like, i feel like that's a number i would like you to see that up. study sure sure yes i want to see that study yeah like maybe he means 93 percent of his patients but then it's like, but how does he really know other than self-reporting, right? Right, right. So I, it's that, that same thing um, schools are so schools sometimes pull. They said they were going to college when they left. So college? That's what happens. To, 90% of our students 90% went to college. 90% of our students yeah. Yeah, are going to college, right, <laughs> right. Okay, what is an edible condom? Isn't that like negating its original purpose? I, I'm really trying hard to think of – how – I mean, I guess you could get it. It would be something that goes on a penis that provides no STD or pregnancy protection right, at all. okay, sure. But still, it still can fit onto a penis. Right. Yes. I think my, maybe she's thinking of flavored condoms, which are like an actual thing. But yes. you can't just eat them. That's not providing any protection at all. If you could eat them, I imagine they wouldn't – last very long you no they would dissolve purpose. probably inside <laughs> of you like that's not yes. good yeah no that is definitely not what you want <laughs> so i def i bet i bet you can buy them and it says like like in big bold letters everywhere does not prevent against pregnancy like, i doubt they even exist like you know it's one of those things where it, if it does exist it shouldn't exist because there's enough stupid people out there that are not reading those directions <laughs> true I guess that's true. I guess I don't understand the edible anything. I I just don't. I that, but something for me personally doesn't don't get. I don't like mixing like eating with sexy time. It's like <laughs> why are we doing this? What about Seinfeld and George eating that sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Um. Yeah, it's interesting that the doctor Kashani is like, well, maybe you just need to get high. Like that. That's. That's gonna I think, relieve I mean, your stress. He was stress. just like, listen, if you're gonna if you're gonna manage your stress using some kind of drug, I would rather it be a pot brownie than a cigarette. Like, as far as he's concerned, yeah, um, that's gonna be better, be gentler on her stomach, basically, and that's what he's concerned about. But it's tricky too because they're in California, where they're just like, just go get an edible. Like, what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> and she's in Georgia, where I'm pretty sure. Actually, I did look it up. They don't even have medical marijuana. Yeah. Like you can, if she wants to use like CBD oil, she can get that. But that's it. Mm. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be the same anyway. But I, I am really like I was I want to know, like, did this work? I really want to know if this hypnotist, you know, hypnotism worked because I could think of a you couple things. You sound like things. you have things you want to do. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Like, it would be great. I think right now, specifically, it would be really great if I could somehow convince myself that I'm not tired. That would be great. And it would also be really helpful if I could convince myself that my exes are all idiots and I shouldn't even waste a even the tiniest amount of energy thinking about them ever. Right, but it's just like her. You're you're worried you would have that peace of mind right now, and then as soon as any of them had the you know tried to contact you or did a thing, you would just you just just like when Michael. That's why they're all blocked. This is wrong again. <laughs> on again. Yeah, completely gone again. Right, right. Uh -huh. So yeah, but I mean, like it would be great. Like I'm thinking eternal sunshine of the spotless mind is what I'm thinking. Just erase them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I feel like some of these people could really use that too. Okay, but oh let's move on to maybe a happier note. Uh, so Kalani and Asuelu. So Kalani and Asuelu are rapping about their trip to the only sex shop in St. George without the babies. Kalani is very open-minded, she says, when it comes to sex. Asuelu is intimidated by the big dicks, but he's interested because sex stores just don't exist in Samoa. 
Asuelu wants vibrating toys that will bring the clam out so he can eat it. So they pick up a cock ring, a vibrator, and a whip for the booty. Asuelu tells Kalani that sometimes it's nice just to cuddle, but Kalani thinks that it's, you know, he says that, but it just always turns into sex. Kalani thinks that having a healthy sex life is good for their relationship, but she doesn't want to forget that they still need to communicate. Later, the whole family piles in the car for their weekend getaway. Kalani's in the back seat wedged between the two babies, while Asuelu and Karen, Kalani's mom, are in the front seat. Karen is getting kind of uncomfortable with all the sexy talk in the car. They drive to a set of cabins in the middle of nowhere, and Kalani is a little disappointed that it's not a resort, because how are they going to have sex in a bunk bed? Kalani wishes Asuelu would finally learn what romantic is, but then is pleasantly surprised when she finally sees their cabin with rose petals on the floor and no bunk bed. They both start drinking shots of whiskey, which Asuelu seems to think makes your donut longer and your sausage harder. I was confused what the donut We're part gonna have to was. Talk about yeah, but he keeps on referring to donut and sausage, and I'm just very confused. Yes, very much. Yes. So, and then they kick out production so they can work on their relationship. The morning after, Swilu says that that was the best night of his life as he imitates the noises Kalani was making. Kalani thinks they should stare at each other uh, for two minutes to strengthen their relationship. Asuelu compares her eyes to a pussycat and a cow, which he trusts. They do another communication exercise where it comes out that Asuelu thinks that Kalani thinks he's stupid and Asuelu just wants more sex. All right. So uh, it seemed like this was a positive step in their relationship. Do you think that Asuelu nailed romance? Uh, Nailed it? Not quite. I think he would have nailed it for a different person, Mm -hmm. like, but not he didn't quite hit what Kalani was looking for. Like, but. It definitely would have worked on somebody at worked on. But you know what I'm saying? It was a romantic weekend for somebody that was close to but not actually Kalani because she just bitched about it the whole time. Yeah, but like what choices do you have? You're in Utah and it seems like not, Utah. Like rich, you're not loaded. What are you going to do? Yeah. Right, right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean lots of people, lots of people vacation in Utah in the winter. That's mm-hmm. a different story. But like. I don't think I don't even do he wouldn't he wouldn't want a vacation in Utah in the winter. He doesn't want to go to a ski no, resort or no, anything he's not like trying that. To do that. Yeah. He wants it to be he wants it to be warm. And like, okay, so my understanding it was like called the Zion Ponderosa or something. Oh, I had Zion's thought it was nice. like near Zion, yeah. right? Zion's awesome. Zion's very nice. And so it was like, I don't know, I feel like they undersold it in terms of like, no, that's actually a place actually people go to unless I was wrong and it's like some weird Christian resort nowhere near <laughs> Zion. <laughs> That they still called Zion. No, I think also, though, is that's probably just not her scene. You know, like she, you could tell she does not like the smell of being out on a ranch, you know, with the horses and like whatever. And I'm sure it didn't just smell like that near the horses. I'm sure there was kind of just a general ranch smell. And she probably very turned off by that as well. And it's just she's a California girl. It's just not her scene. Yeah, I mean, I and I really felt felt it when she came to the the smell thing because that's something that always frustrates me as a person with a very very <laughs> non-existent smell i know <laughs> non-existent sense of smell like i it really frustrates me when people are like oh i can't go over there it smells i'm like shut up and just do it like it, it, it i don't it doesn't <laughs> but you don't relate. i can't make it compute i don't yeah i can't I'm never i've never been i've ever i can't ever remember being stopped from doing anything or going anywhere because of a smell and so that's just it just sounds like grow up and adjust to the smell. Like, oh, and so. As someone who is the exact opposite of you, um, I kind of agree there's some extent where, you know, it's just like, okay, you just, you know, this is just how it smells. You just got to deal with it. But then, you know, I, I get because there are certain kinds of smells where I smell and I immediately get nauseous, you know, so it's kind mm. of like. You know, and maybe, you know, not all kinds of even though I do have a strong sense of smell, you know, it doesn't mean that I feel that way about all smells, but I'm sure some people do. And who knows, maybe she had bad farm experience and the smell of horse poop just makes her like immediately <laughs> nauseous. Goes, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, she did because you said, it. you know, how I am about smells, not yeah. like that smell. Which is like all smells. Okay, so I felt like this entire this entire scene for them was just 
let's just set up so we can hear Asuelu say weird things about sex. Yes! Like the oh, entire gross. time. Like, and she was so like, ew, you're gross the whole time. Because it's, I think, I think there is some amount of like her being like, you know, is it oppressed? Like sexually? You know, repressed, she's a, yes, repressed. repressed. That's mm-hmm. why I was like, it's one of the press. Um, yeah, like she's been repressed sexually. I mean, she said that she didn't have sex until she was 28, which is fine. Like, I'm not saying anything against yeah. that. But, you know, like as someone who was raised religiously, it was one of those things where, you know, my family wasn't very open talking about sex, you know. So I, and it just made right. me uncomfortable because, you know, it was like. I was raised that it was kind of a taboo subject. And so it's Mm -hmm. one of those things where if you're not having sex until you're 28, it probably is very likely that you're not gossiping with your girlfriends about sex. And so maybe this isn't a conversation that you're used to having openly with other people. And so, yeah, it may make you like feel a little uncomfortable. Well, and it would make you feel a little bit uncomfortable when he – it refers to his sausage and donuts. Yes. Like, okay. What is I? What parts do you have? I'm okay. very concerned. <laughs> I was. Nothing has a hole in it like a donut. So yeah, I was like I'm taking that right out. Yeah, your boo hole. Like, but he said plural. He said donuts. Okay. Didn't he? And or did he the say other donut? thing is he was also talking about his donuts being larger, which it's like that definitely is. That's noodling. not how it works. Yeah. It's the opposite way. Yeah. It was like, but then I was confused. How do you have donuts and a sausage? Because he was like, the donuts get bigger and the sausage gets harder. It's like anatomically, I have no idea what's going on under those I have those no idea what he's talking about. I have no idea what he's talking about. I don't know what you have like, going on like, under there. I think he means the donuts or the ball. Maybe, maybe like the, the munchkins that you get from, from uh, Dunkin' Donuts. But like even the donut still, holes. those are getting larger. They don't get like, bigger. No, they. that's not how it works. When the sausage gets harder, when the sausage gets harder, they actually get smaller. Yeah, I'm just, I'm confused. <laughs> I was very confused. Yeah, I don't think he gets how it works. I was very either. confused how he thought the whiskey was going to contribute to oh this. Oh my gosh! Because yes, we've talked literally about this. called whiskey dick. Yes, <laughs> it's like mm, shots are probably going to do the opposite. Maybe it'll loosen you up. I mean, I guess maybe it's like you know you just can't go too far, right? Maybe one shot just to loosen you up, you're okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. But it doesn't actually anatomically help anything. It no. just gets people a little bit. Not, yeah, you're not getting bigger donuts and harder sausages from yeah. a shot of whiskey. So yeah, did you know? Also, did you notice this? They went to the the one sex shop in like their entire sector of Utah. They yes. went to right. Sure, wasn't actually a sex shop. It was a head. It was a head shop with a sex like room. A head shop. Like, what is that? Yeah, mean? a head shop where you buy like um all the marijuana accessories and stuff. That's what they call where you, it. You buy pipes and bongs and stuff. Yeah, it's a head shop. Mm-hmm. Never heard of that before. And Utah has legal weed? No, they 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 <laughs> the head shops here because we we have. Well, it's funny because we have one like there's literally Mar- like they just built one right near my house because there's a say, dispensary. I, re- I and recognize then, that one by your then, house. And then the yeah. And then there's one like right next to oh, it. Oh, it's more like just a pipe shop. Like I don't know, they call them smoke shops here. I know what you're talking oh, about because no, they them existed before. Yeah, we call them head shops because they were like they would be like, yes, this is a tobacco smoke shop. Sure, bomb. sure, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. And uh, okay, so she's getting her eyes is getting compared to a pussycat and a cow. I get the cow. She's got big brown eyes, but she has okay. But I think that. Hit me over here because I've always made this assumption, right, about Asuelu as he's a guy who doesn't go down on women. But this is the second time like in a row because last week he was like, I'm going to eat some pussycat where he was like – and he said eat clam this time. That he really wants people to know that he goes down on his wife. (laughs) Gross. Which is fine. It's fine. I just don't need the weird like analogies. Yeah. Because she was even grossed out by that. She was like, ah. Can we not call it a clam ever again? <laughs> Please don't do that. That's like my friend who oh. used to say, like, uh, you know, uh, rock out with your cock out. And then he would say, jam out with your clam out. And I'd just be like, that's weird. Why would you want to do that? Those are not. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Seems like it'd be very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Things are in the way. 
Anyway, moving to the next couple. Let's go Tiffany and Ronald. So it's Christmas time and the fa- and they're trimming the family tree. Tiffany is bummed because she's about to tell her mom that she might ha- she might be in South Africa for Christmas and she'll have to miss the big Latin salsa music and beer drinking Christmas that they usually have. Ronald wants her there for like a month, which would include the holidays. The deal that Tiffany tells us about now is that she'll leave once he can come up with half the money for the tickets, which is backing off her old demand that he pay for the whole ticket. Basically, she says, because of the exchange rate. Anyway, mom Maggie thinks that of all kinds of creative alternatives that just so happened that Tiffany would be home for Christmas. Maybe you go for two weeks now. Maybe you go in January. Maybe you go for two weeks now, come back, test the waters, and go back in January. They all had her there for Christmas, though. Just just coincidentally, huh? Anyway, and of course, she's also shitting over Ronald the whole time, even going so far as, say, telling Tiffany that marrying him was one of the worst mistakes she ever made. All right. So, I mean, this is just like, this is, I feel like, the second time in a row with Maggie. Like, should Tiffany be taking any advice from her at all? No, she's got an agenda. The agenda is, well, one, she wants her to get rid of Ronald altogether. And the second thing is, I want you and the babies here with me for Christmas. And so it was so obvious she was was manipulating that situation. Like, oh, uh, yeah, you can go visit him. Sure. You know, because she knows she can't tell her no. She's like, but. Right. Well, you know, I think you need to take control over the situation and you need to go when you want to go, which just also happens to be when I want you to go, which is after Christmas. Yeah, it was just everything was so blatantly obvious oh, it of like, totally was. all I want is I want you here. And like without her saying that, like, right, yeah. it was like, I would rather you be here. And it's like, not that that is a whole lot better, but at least it's honest. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was confused by the way she was. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I just get confused when families get so hung up on, like, seeing you all the time for the holidays. And I get that it's, like, special, but at some point, your, you know, your children are adults. They're not going to be there all the time. And, to you know, it's like you see some of these parents that just can't let go. And they just are like, no, it's just not the same. You have to be here. It's Christmas. It's a tradition. Yeah, a few of those parents this week. Um, mm-hmm. But right, because – and the thing that bothers me about it is it, it's similar to my pet peeve of people of all different ethnicities and, jo- <laughs> and, and, and right, nationalities right. saying like, oh, people – our blankety blanks are really loud. It's like everybody's loud. Everybody gets with their family and it gets loud. And just like this one, well, the – we're, we're Hispanic, so the Christmas is really important to us. And it's like, dude, like, Christmas, Christmas is important, important to everybody. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So true. So like, and so it's like, th- that's kind of, but why do you have to go for Christmas? And like, that was the other thing too, is like, well, why, why does he want you to be there for the holiday? Did you really ask why a man wants his family, including his children, to be with him at Christmas? Is that a question you just asked, like, out loud? Because it's like, for the same reason why you want to be with your children for Christmas. And I get that. Yeah, but it's – and then it is. Eventually, you have to come to terms with if your child is an adult and they have their own lives. Yes, and And their own children. And people – yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah, I definitely remember that like when my my, uh, – my one of my aunts was growing up, she would go over to her mom's house like Christmas Eve. Being like, but I, why do you do that? And she was like, well, because I always have woken up at my mom's house. And they, and she did it even to the point where she had children, mm-hmm. right? And then somebody pointed out to her, was like, well, your kids can't say they always woke up at their mom's house anymore. Oh, yeah. Because they woke up at their grandma's house. Right. Like, right? And it's like, so you, at that point, you have to be making your own traditions. And you have to, because it seems reasonable parents would understand, you know, and there's a lot of unreasonable parents out there. Like, Especially when you get married that, yeah, you're not going to be at Christmas and Thanksgiving the entire – and New Year, like every year the entire time. Like mm-hmm. you're going to – you have somebody pulling the family in the other direction too. Yeah, definitely. I don't really have to worry about that so much, especially since yeah. after my mom told me that she would rather have a me day for Mother's Day. After that, oh, I was like – Oh, yeah, you like, definitely don't have to feel guilty about like, it anymore. Nope, <laughs> I am, have no obligation to spend any holidays with you anymore. 
Not that I don't want to see them, but, you know, like, I don't feel specifically obligated over the holidays. No, it is do it. And there is there is families where it's like it's really, really hard because you get towards the holidays and it's like there's like a thousand times you have to see them. Everybody like so many times, like in this one month period. (laughs) Yeah, it's just not that it's bad. You don't want to see them, but it's like it's a lot. It can be a lot. Yeah. Well, I think for me specifically, it's difficult because uh, that is when I get a block of time to uh you know, um, travel because it's winter break. Like if, one of the if my times family, you get, like the whole full week off, right? Right. If my family was like, okay, Easter is our thing. Like you always have to be home for Easter. Not a problem. Never traveling before and after Easter because Easter usually doesn't coincide with spring break. You know, for me at least. So it's like, yeah, fine. I'll be home for Easter. Not a big deal. But you know, they choose Christmas when I have time off. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to Andre and Libby. A horny Andre is working out when Libby comes out. It's only to... somewhat horny. Oh, Just okay. Sorry. Horny. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. A little horny, I guess. When Libby comes out to rehash the boat incident, she's disappointed that it got physical and she's not sure she could ever forgive Becky. Becky is her best friend and now Libby's having second thoughts about going to the family reunion. But Andre says that they have to go because he has to get his bro time in with Chuck. Andre thinks that Libby should go talk to Becky to smooth things out without the rest of the family and him around. Libby meets with her sisters to try and work things out because they're still trying to make this RV thing happen. Becky isn't mad at Libby. She just blames Andre for everything. Becky downplays everything that happened on the boat, and she brings up how Andre is causing all these problems. They start arguing again, and Libby accidentally knocks over and breaks a glass, which kind of reminds them of, you know, the glass throwing on the boat. At least no one was hurt this time. Jen says that Becky and Libby both need to kiss and make up because they're hurting their dad in the process. Libby says she's fine with letting go of things as long as they don't talk or uh, talk shit about Andre like that again. And Becky says, well, as long as he doesn't give her any reason to, they're good. All right. So they are like really trying to push this RV to the uh, reunion to situation. The reunion, to Pappy's, to yeah. Pappy's birthday when they're all going to they're all going to get together and go see the 86 year old guy during COVID. That oh part. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Right. So they're really <laughs> pushing like for everything to be OK so they can really do this. They're really trying to make RV happen, you know. So right. do you think it's because they actually care about going to this reunion or are they just really gunning for the spinoff? I think, oh, they are 100 percent gunning for a spinoff like they are. I, uh, it's tragically obvious that they're like, oh, we need what we need more drama to get this spinoff. We have to have more fighting because, I mean, I don't think they're that smart as a whole, as a group. <laughs> I really do. But I think they're smart enough to realize that, like, the family business isn't a zero-sum game. And if you bring a new partner into a business – it can expand and get better and everybody can make more money. And it's yeah. not like they're at the cap of their money. It's like any money that Andre makes is coming directly out of my pocket. Why would he even family with the family business, family business? They said family business so much it was losing all meaning. I was yeah. crazy. They were just screaming it. Well, we kind of talked about this briefly last week. Oh, which reminds me, we did get feedback about a rumor roundup and it will happen next week. Just this week has been super crazy busy, so I wasn't able to prep for it. But, uh, you know, they are they're having family business problems. So maybe it isn't, um, you know, uh, expansion isn't an option. It could just be that this is what they have. And, you know, there isn't enough to go around because, I mean, you know, I can see that if you think that there's greater possibilities and there's enough money going around, people aren't going to be worried about their share. You know, they're not going to be worried about if they're going to even get their share of it, you know. Um, But if there isn't enough to go around, yes, you're fighting for what is there and what's available. Yeah, I guess I guess that's true. They're fighting for scraps. But like. I don't know. It just seems it just seems really weird. If if Libby's already part of the family business, it doesn't seem like as big of a interruption as they seem to think it is to just have him hanging around and learning the ropes and 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 doing whatever. Unless your unless your family business didn't she she works from home and she like lists. I don't know. She like I think she manages the rental properties. Okay. All right. Um. And so. 
like, which I think is probably what they're getting sued over. But um, <laughs> probably it's all Libby's <laughs> fault. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they're definitely gunning for the new family business is reality TV stars. Gosh. That's what they're going for. Or what is it? OnlyFans. Well, they definitely already have that that part of the family That's business very going. Very concerning, um, so concerning. Which I am not. <laughs> You're no, traumatized. You, you those. checked it out for for all of us. No, I didn't. I didn't. I, I just heard rumors and was like, nope, not gonna look at. Nope, nope. Paying for <laughs> I that. You looked it up. That. No, I didn't. I, didn't. Oh, I looked gross. up like no. I looked. I looked up what it was so I could read about descriptions oh, okay, about okay. what but happens. But you didn't see the pictures. Not actually, I don't even know what I do with that information. Hmm. You, I, I've I've seen enough pictures that I, I have don't know what to do with, and I don't need any more. <laughs> oh goodness, like cold stick pick. <laughs> that was concerning. In that vein, yes. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, oh goodness. <laughs> Mike. Last ones, Mike. And last ones for me, at least, is Mike and Natalie. Who oh boy, I yeah. got. I was getting heated during this one. Yeah. So Mike is Mike is eating his leftover turkey sandwich as Natalie is angry packing to go back to Washington. As she walks out the door, Trish offers her a scarf. But Natalie says that she talked to her mom last night who told her not to talk to Trish anymore. And so she just walks out the door and gets him a drunk. Trish has no idea what she did to insult her. And then Mike goes out to talk to Natalie about why she's upset. They both continue to act like they have no idea what she's talking about. My mom was really nice to you this whole time. To the point where Mike starts yelling that Natalie isn't telling them what's disrespectful. Mike does remember that Natalie told him that Trish said she was a hooker. Um, and when, when it seems like whenever Natalie does try to explain what, what Trish did, uh, Mike just says that has nothing to do with anything and insists again that Trish did nothing wrong. So they eventually give up as Trish says, you know, just give her $5,000 and send her back to Ukraine. Mike goes uh, back into the house and sips his frappuccino and commiserates with his mother about how they are totally right and Natalie's a bitch. <laughs> Natalie gives them the silent treatment all the way to the airport, neglecting to tell, even tell Trish which airline they're flying. Oh my gosh. As they, as they all, <laughs> as angrily walk through the airport, Natalie stays like 20 feet behind them at all times and says in an interview that it's clear to her that Mike's top priority will always be his mother. And now she's taken off her pink, which she meant rose colored glasses. So, oh boy. Okay. I will readily admit that. Natalie was acting like a child. Oh my gosh. This whole time. She was so frustrating. Really, really frustrating. But I don't know. My personal opinion is Mike was more frustrating to me. Um, Yes. Like I thought she was silly and he was infuriating. He was very infuriating. The things that really frustrated me about him is that he knows why she's upset. And it's like he could have started the conversation. You know, he could have been like, Hey, mom, Natalie said to me, and even in front of Natalie. So, you know, it doesn't. Yeah. It's so that way she could interject, agree, you know, whatever. Say Natalie thought right. you had called her a hooker. You know, I think it's a misunderstanding. You know, you know, would you do you remember or can think of why she would think you said that? You know, because Natalie just it was very frustrating because, you know, we know why she's mad. But she couldn't even yes. say it. And that's what he was trying to get her to do. He was trying to get her to say specifically what it was. And then she brings up other stuff. And it's like, yeah, I know you're mad about that. But that's not what kind of, you know, was. Right, right. Well, I think and I think in her head, the way she was doing it is she was doing it as a test. He knows mm-hmm. why I'm mad. Is he going to is he going to talk to his mother about it? Yeah. I want to see. I want to see what it takes to get him to talk because he knows. I know he knows. I told him, mm-hmm. right? And for him to sit there and just be like, I don't understand. I don't know why you're upset. And she's like, you don't know why I'm upset. Yeah. Like, you know exactly why I'm upset. And like, I don't know. I just, it, it, both of them get it. She did nothing wrong. She's been nothing but nice to you. It was like, she literally called her too old to have babies at Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Like, come on. Right. I did not. That was nothing but nice to you. We took the vegetarian to a butcher shop. And right. they made fun of her when she left. I've been nothing but nice to you. Like that that to me is just like don't – you know, that, that's a don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining like situation, right? Mm-hmm. And so those ones were just so, so frustrating to me. Yeah. Um, that said, like not even telling her which airline you're not yeah, even like it's United. it's so <laughs> ridiculous. You know, and then even to like 
Why even bring up your mom? My mom told me not to talk to you. It's like, yeah, you do sound like a child. Like, I told my right. mom what you did. My mom says that I should not associate with people like you. It's like, mm, okay, right. that's it's fair. Your mom's giving you advice. But to throw that out there like that, I don't know. Uh -huh. It doesn't seem you, it doesn't make it seem like you're an adult who's like co competent enough to like think for themselves. Right. And I, I just, the other thing that drove that, I don't know. I think because I think at the end of the day, her conclusion is correct. Mm -hmm. Mike is, but mom's going to come first and he's always going to agree with mom. He's always going to be on mom's side. Mm -hmm. um, but, but it was okay. So like that, the one that got me, Vary and Natalie didn't even see it. She said, just give her back $5,000 and send her back to yeah. Ukraine. Right. I'd have been like, hey, mom, maybe comments like that are why she's so upset. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, the one thing, though, that. Kind of is like, well, it's not completely true is Natalie says, you know, he will always pick his mom over her. But at the end of the day, he still got married to her, you know, so at right. least for that one day he chose Natalie, you know, so. Yeah. And that's why she wants to get him away because it's just like yeah, he was always going to uh, if his mom says something, he's always going to agree with it mm -hmm. is, what, is, what, is what it comes down to. Um, and I can't say that that's wrong mm -hmm. but just i don't i also don't know where she ever got ever got the idea that that's not the way it was yeah that wasn't the way it was gonna be right right okay so speaking of meddling moms we've got brandon and Ooh. julia so brandon and julia are ready to party but really they're just hungry in search of food and if that food's at a party then so be it it's Ron's 70th birthday, so Julia will have a chance to meet more family members. They get to the venue, and they think the birthday party decor looks amazing. But then they see a wall that's devoted to celebrating their marriage. Even their officiant is there. Julia is annoyed that Betty ignored their wishes, and she thinks that this is a control thing. Julia is suspicious that the officiant is there to marry them again. Brandon tries to calm Julia down and says they will confront Betty later. And Julia says if there's any more surprises, she's leaving. Ron then makes a toast. And during their toast, Betty brings out a mini wedding cake. And she brings up the officiant to say a little something about Brandon and Julia. Betty tells them to stand up. And they very reluctantly stand up. And Brandon then takes that moment to confront Betty because he's tired of being treated like a child. Betty can't fathom how they wouldn't be more grateful. Brandon says they set boundaries and they're just being ignored. So Julia literally takes Brandon by the hand and leads him out of the party as Betty starts to cry. Back on the farm, they have a night on the porch, and Brandon says things have been weird since the birthday party. Brandon makes small talk until Ron starts the conversation by saying that they're annoyed because they tried to do something nice for them. And Brandon said, you thought that was nice? Betty passively aggressively says that they'll never do anything nice for them ever again. Brandon says that this living situation has become too much and they need their space. Julia says she feels like a guest there. Betty is crying and Julia tries to backtrack and, you know, say that she appreciates everything that she's done. And Betty reveals, to us at least, that she was hoping that living together would somehow change their mind about living and taking over the farm. Ron points out that Brandon has never had to pay bills. And they kind of recap that Brandon had actually moved out for two months with a friend a couple years back and quickly moved back home. Ron has serious doubts that they are financially capable and challenges him to try because they haven't really acquired anything to be financially independent, even though they haven't been paying bills. Brandon tells them that they're going to look for a place and move out as soon as they can. All right. So how long do you think this is going to be before Brandon and Julia actually move out? Do you think Brandon's actually I capable? I still think it's going to go. I still think it's going to go on for multiple episodes before if and before they move out or if they come up with some sort of we'll put a trailer on the other side of the farm and you guys can sit in there or something like that yeah instead but it's oh this was just sad this whole thing was sad i was like he's like 28 isn't he he's like in his late 20s yeah and this is just like i don't know this was soup like how do you He's almost 30 and you're yelling at him like that. It's just crazy. Like Ron was got 
get really mad, no, really, did. really he mad. Got really, really mad. You know, I, I think it's kind of funny. This reminds me of Teen Mom. So, like, on Teen Mom, they're supposed to act like they don't have money because they're supposed to, you know, be like a cautionary tale for other people who That's also want to be Teen Mom. Moms. Yes. Yeah, but, uh-huh. but at the same time, they're getting money from MTV, and so it's like they have to act like they don't have money, but they kind of have money. I kind of feel like this is the same situation. Mm-hmm. They kind of have to act like they don't have enough money to move out, but what about all their TLC money now? You know? So obviously they have enough to move out. So it's like, uh... Right. And it was just like, I, I don't know. It, maybe, maybe it's because I'm older now and like, I don't have to, you know, run things past my dad. But yeah. like, like the, I mean, the, the explanation would have been like, hey, I think I'm going to like buy a house. And he's like, oh, you think you can swing that? And I was like, I think I can. He'd be like, good luck with that. <laughs> that's the conversation it's not no you can't i know you can't because you don't have the money to do and you've never blah 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 like like how is he ever gonna like you've never paid a bill it's like yeah everybody at some point had never paid a bill until they had to start paying bills that's literally everybody yeah right i never had to pay a bill until i moved out and i had to pay bills like you have to start at some point right i think they've made it to there's a couple things here. They've made it too comfortable for Brandon to really have to leave. And quite honestly, if Julia wasn't around, he'd be living on the farm until he's like married pretty much, you know? And if he didn't oh, get yeah. married well, until... He is married and he's, yeah. not on, he's on the farm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but if he didn't get married until he was like 50, he'd be living on that farm with his parents until he's 50. You know, he's just sure. he's not sure. motivated to really be out on his own unless someone is shoving him, you know. And in this case, mm-hmm. it's Julia who's like kind of shoving him along. We need to move out. And I think it to there there is some part of it where Brandon is starting to see that, you know, that his parents don't have boundaries for, you know, for them. They don't respect their boundaries. Yeah. And so I, I do think that's yes. making it more personal because before I don't think Brandon was super on board. Like Julia has been saying since day one that she wants to move out. But like I said, they've made it too comfortable for Brandon. And so he's yeah. not super, super motivated. So I think you have two things going here like that kind of works together. They made it too comfortable. Brandon's not super motivated. You know, so those two things right. combined is why he's 28 and still living at home. Totally, totally. But it's like, I mean, I definitely think you're right. And I think, I don't know, it just, it's crazy to me that they were let, sh- that Betty is like, Julia's trying to take us, f- take her from, take him from us. And it's like, he's just growing up. Yeah. <laughs> I think like, like, that's just what it is. You, you, he moves out. Like they expected him basically to live on that farm until they died is what it sounds like. Right. Which is crazy. And like, it's Why would you crazy, want that? Right. But I think it really came down to Brandon's – Brandon, of all the people we've seen, like we've seen other people who say they're easygoing and aren't so easygoing. Brandon's pretty easygoing, right? Yeah. He's like, whatever. If I live here, whatever, it's fine. I'll get a job. I'll get this. If I have to do farm work, whatever. I don't care, right? Whatever. But I can see him when he gets to this point. It's the, the like one of the first times maybe ever in his life where he made a very specific request, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Do not do anything for this wedding at that party. Like – it was clear. We know what the request was. He, I think they had it limited to, you may mention it during the toast one time. Right. what they came down to last time. And they come and get there and the officiants there and there's decorations and it's like. Balloons, So it, this isn't about like making me comfortable and things. This is about what you wanted to do and you're going to do what you want to do. Right. Even when I do express my wishes. So mm-hmm. I can see why that could be like a, you know, uh, a clearing of the eyes for Brandon. Like he's like, oh, maybe she doesn't have my best interest at heart um, all the time because that's kind of what the benefit of the doubt he gave her before was he she just wants what's best for me. Yeah, yeah. Oh goodness. Oh, that family, they have issues, but so do a lot of <laughs> families apparently. Yeah, I just I just can't get over, like, Ron. Like I I I'm as a I'm a dad, and I know it's gonna suck when my kids move out, but I want them to move out. Like, I want them to go and have lives of their own. Right. I mean, isn't that the whole goal as a parent is to raise contributing members to society? Yes. You know? I want like, them to go out and be able to pay their bills yeah. by themselves and not bother me about it. And just take, <laughs> that's what I want. 
Right. And that's so. what I give to my that's what I give to my parents. I go and never ask them for money to pay my bills. Right, right. Okay, so we did not hear from I'm beginning to think Tim and May Lisa are just not on this season at all. I don't know where our sources were for that one, but Yes. Until let's put it like we won't mention them again until they actually show okay, up. Okay, let's, let's make that. a deal. We won't mention them again. Okay, and then uh Jovi and Yara, we did not hear from them. And it's probably because they didn't film for a few months if uh Jovi was working. Oh, if they so. had if Jovi was working and they had that hurricane issue that they were worried about, which yeah. would have been a couple days, but yeah. Yeah. All right. So who was your student of the week? My student of the week, I went with uh I went with Brandon. I did for too. Actually standing up for himself. Yeah. Like, standing up for himself. He was very clear. Yes. He did it at the party without and he was right. Like he was right when he was with Julia. He was like, listen, it's bad. This is bad. Yeah, my I get parents it. were it's wrong. Bad. Mm-hmm. I am mad. Yeah, I am also mad at my mom. However, we cannot make a big scene and, and kind of throw this party off for these other people who did not know that there was a deal yeah. that I don't do. Again, you know, again, one of those things of like if we make a big thing, fuss in front of everybody and walk out and make a hit, holler like that, we're just going to look like the assholes. Nobody's going to yeah. know that they're that my parents are really the assholes. Yeah. Definitely. I agree. That's also why Brandon was student of the week. Um, I think also because he's actually starting to stand up to his parents. And I know his parents think that it's Julia's influence. But I think it's just um, giving him more of a reason not to be so complacent. You know, because I think that's what it is before. You know, he's just like, yeah, it's just me. I don't really care. You know, if my mom just kind of does whatever she wants. Yeah, it wasn't what I want, but... You know, just being complacent about it. Yeah, I could see that too. It definitely the, you know, having a, it's like an extrinsic reason of have wanting something. That's always been his issue. He didn't really want anything. So whatever my mom does is whatever. That's fine. Yeah, sure. I want that too. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. uh, What about your dunce? Uh, I'm with Mike. Okay. Um, Mike with his just. It just that that whole thing where he just yelled at her mm-hmm. and and yes, and she didn't say the actual reason she was upset, but like he yelled at her, why won't you say it? How how was my mom mean to you? And she goes, well, she acts like I'm the supposed to take care of you. That has nothing to do with anything. And it's yeah. like, well, actually, yeah, it's exactly talking about how the mom was disrespectful. Like, and then to just say you're being you're being ridiculous. I mean, she was kind of being ridiculous, but. Yeah, like, she was being ridiculous, and that's why I had her as my dunce. <laughs> so to round <laughs> that out, and I'm not going to defend Mike at all because, you know, it's it's just pretty obvious that, you know, things are not good. And I don't see how they're going to recover from this. And I know no, that no. we have talked about this in Rumor Roundup. They were separated for a while. So... But then now I'm hearing they're back together again. So it's just like, no, it's very clear and obvious to everyone involved that you two should not be a couple. They just seem to absolutely hate each other. Yeah. Right. Well, what is it? What was the what was the phrase, the word they use that what what the what couples have that never make it? I forget what it was. (laughs) Like they they, they disdain for each other that they have to each other when they talk to each other. Like they both like. They just have no respect contempt. for each other. And it's just contempt. Yes, That's it. they have they contempt have, They obviously have contempt for each other. Yes. Yes. Yeah, definitely. All right. What about your life lesson then? All right. So uh, maybe it's a little bit closer to the praise sandwich, but you got to save your complaints for the vacation that someone else planned, maybe for after vacation, not like as soon as you get there to be like, this is crappy. This reminds me of my Mormon thing. I don't like this at all. This is terrible. <laughs> like, just chill out a little bit. Like, if you want them to do better, you need to you need to kind of like encourage it and like then suggest something maybe a little different. Not like yeah. this was crap. You should do something else instead. Yeah, like, it, it did bother me how much Kalani was complaining about the thing that Asuelu had picked. Right, and especially because she was complaining before it actually kind of played out. And so she was pleasantly surprised by, oh, okay, we're not staying in a cabin with bunk beds. You know, like, Mm -hmm. oh, he did try to, you know, 
romantic Pretty this, this up. thing up. Yeah. yeah, by throwing some rose petals. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with you. I, it, there has to be some kind of fine balance because I will say that, you know, my ex, um, every time we were celebrating any like occasion, like a birthday, an anniversary or something, he would always take us to Catalina. And uh, I hated that place it was just it's just really boring you know you go there once it's good enough for a lifetime like at least that's how i see it right and the thing is you get stuck Mm -hmm. there because you got to take the ferry there you got to wait like the eight hours until the ferry's coming back and we would go there and just be so bored and he loved it but it was one of those things that he never said anything to him about it but maybe i could have said something right but you and at the right time to do it would be oh, when yeah, you have, right not, the event not was when coming you're there up, and yeah. to be like yeah and to be like i think maybe this time we should do something different not like yeah this place sucks why are we on this ferry this ferry sucks i hate these damn sheep i don't like this anymore yeah very <laughs> spent all of our you know life in catalina now <laughs> done yeah we were not there for right. the catalina wine mixer I think if there was more oh, okay. wine, I probably would have I, enjoyed yes. it more. That's I have that feeling. True. Yeah, yeah. What's All right. your life lesson? Yeah, my life lesson is for Natalie. So when you shut down and act childish, childish, it automatically makes the other person look better. You know, almost mm-hmm. regardless of what mm-hmm. they did. Because I'm not saying Trish, because yeah. Trish also, I know she was not our dunce, but Trish was also a bad actor in this. You know, she was sure, absolutely she sucks. Yeah. OK, but at the same time, Trish automatically looked way better when Natalie is pouting, refuses to even like say the littlest thing that's going to help her. What airline are you on? You know, like, come on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Mike didn't know what airline he was on either. That well, bothered me. that's idiotic. How do you not know what part? airline you're on, Mike? That's dumb. Yeah. But I think he was like trying to get. Yeah. But and the thing where she like. They they got their tickets and like they stopped walking. So she stopped walking. So she would stay <laughs> right the distance that yeah. she wanted to be away from them. And she followed through the airport. It's like, are you? Yeah, that one was just like, well, I don't even know a 12 year old that does that. I know, right. Oh, wow. Yeah, it is next level because it's like you're misbehaving for Mike, too. And it's like, you got to right. go home with the guy at the end of the day. Like, what are you doing? Right, right. It's definitely would have been like totally fine. Just And, and that's what I don't get. If you just want to, she wanted to escalate the situation. Yeah. Right? It could have, you could have just been like, take the scarf, go out, go, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's Delta. Okay. All right. Bye. Like, And then you'll be fine. Like, but you had to make a big stink out of it. And, All right. And then it had been gone. All right. So next week, we actually, we have two things going on next week. Yes. Love After Lockup. Love After Lockup comes back yeah. on Friday. I'm so excited for these new couples too. Yeah. I'm always excited for new couples. Yes. And I haven't, I, did you watch any of the trailers yet? I, I haven't. I did not. So I'm going to go in. No. I'm going to go in, go in blind. Yep. Same. So I think I want to say I read something about it. But it, none of it stuck. But I remember when I read it, I'm being like, ooh, this is going to be good. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll have to read the names so we can divide them up. But other than that, yeah, not yeah. keeping anything. <laughs> All right. And, of course, we'll be back here next week, too. Yes, with two episodes, one on this channel and one on our other channel. And we'll probably make an announcement about that where you can find it next week. Yep. All right. We'll see everybody All right. then. Sounds good. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.